Hey, how do you do that, honey? What do you say you rub a little salve on my meat whistle? Hello, hi. This is Sal Rosenberg, and I just pissed myself. Pepperidge Farms remembers. Sixteen loaves of cock bread. Oh, oh, God. Oh, I just blew my freaking hands off. The Jerky Boy Show with Johnny Brennan is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Gamefly has over 7,000 titles from all kinds of games for all kinds of game systems and handhelds. There's no late fees. Free shipping. Cancel anytime. Go to Gamefly.com slash haha for a 15-day free trial. That's Gamefly.com slash haha. For the best selection of video games on the internet, it's Gamefly.com. Hey, what's up there, Robin? It's the old fucking Maggie from New Jersey over here. Put me on podcast number eight. And, uh, fucking loving the podcast, bro. Great fucking shit. I love it, Johnny. Good fucking shit. Like I said, I've been a fan since like 97, 96. Since I was a fucking 13 year old. Whatever, you know. But, uh, I'm loving it, bro. Good fucking shit. Uh, hey, you know, these things happen. God bless you, babe. See you later. Hello, Mr. Brennan. This is Mark from Bayside. Uh, my brother got the biggest kick out of his life by you playing uh, both of our calls. Uh, the not-so-funny thing is that my mother is old and sickly, and I wasn't kidding when I said she left the balls off when she listened to your album, specifically the first album. She was, and, and parts of the second, she was really, like, really laughing. And, uh, I can't wait to play her the rest of your albums, which uh, I believe is another four albums and hopefully one to come. But please uh, think about putting out another album if you can, and please work on that cartoon because you're making an awful lot of people really, really happy. Take care. We don't care. Who's that? Let's talk to them. I don't even care. Joey. Joey, what's up? You're on there. Investite. What's up? How are you, fruitcake? Good. How are you? All right. What Listen, did you call I'm, for? Word has it that, uh, you know, you're running your mouth about that carmine. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not very nice. The sources tell us that you've you got to put an end to it. Yeah, that's not good, you know, because it comes back in a bad light for, for carmine. Is this one of his, uh... One of the cronies. One of the cronies? Well, let's just say, you know, we're just trying to make it right for the guy. He's a good guy, you know what I'm saying? The good fella. I feel like I'm going to wake up with the fishes tomorrow now. <laughs> wake up with the horse oh, head in the things, bed. You know, these things have been known to happen. I believe you know, it. On, you, you don't want to get up on the wrong foot with the guy. You guys, just take care of the big fella. He tries to do right, you know. He gets a little upset when you're hurling all that, uh, you know, that nonsense his way. Listen, I, I, you know what? I have nothing but good things to say about the godson and the godfather. It's only when things go wrong here when I can't get internet or can't record or can't do this, can't do that, and then I, I have to vent it out. Like, I have, I, I love the godson so much in the fact that I would even go buy him a new tracksuit. Well, you know what you got to do? Just next time you see him, just give him a good slap. You know what I'm saying? Like a little, if, like, if, on the cheek and then a kiss on the other side? Well, if you got problems with Carmine, I'd say that's the way, better way to straighten it out that way. Give him a good slap upside the head. No, no, no. All right? See, we're misunderstanding here. I don't have a problem with Carmine. I have a problem when things don't work the way they should around here. Yeah, well, then now that seems to be Carmine's problem. So 
Yeah, maybe I got to get on him and give him a shoe up the ass. There you go. Now, <laughs> see, now we're getting on the same page here. Yeah, that's what we'll do then. I'll, let, I'll take you. Let me go speak to him. It seems like the wires across here, Tim. The wires? wires across. The wires across. Let me speak to him. See what's going on. Does that here. mean our now, phone lines are real, tapped? No, he's saying he's the getting the real story. He's getting mixed information. Oh, yeah. I get it. I'll get the real story off him. And who's this? This is Joey Tiptoes. Joey who? Tiptoes. Joey Tiptoes. Oh, that's because you can sneak in here very quietly? No, it's because I'm a good dancer. <laughs> that's good. I like that. You don't have keys to this place, do you? Well, let's just say I don't need keys, you know? I well, slip in the old back door now and again. I believe that. So does our uh, loyal listener, Gay Paul. <laughs> yeah, I, that, yeah I, I wouldn't doubt that. Well, I'll twist little gay Paul into pretzels. Look, Tim, I don't have time to shoot. Uh, you know, I got I to gotta run here. Okay. Where are you nice going? I'm talking to you. Where nice are you running to? I got a job to do. Yeah? What? Go? Got to go uh, dish, collect for the numbers? Yeah, I got a little job to do, Tim. It's it's a little private thing there. I'll, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Sounds good. Have a good night, Tiptoes. You got it. Joey Tiptoes. It's the Jerky Boys Show with Johnny Brennan. Tonight, Johnny's guests include a speed boy, a fruity ass, a honey baby, and one silly prick. And now, the man who won't think twice to hit you in the head with a fucking ratchet, here's Johnny. Hey, nice job, Jack. Way to go, sweet ass. All right there, people. Nice to have everybody back again. Show 16. Uh, you know, hope everybody had a great weekend and a nice Monday. Uh, now that we switched over here to Tuesday. but um, So it'll be out, you know, on Tuesday mornings or Tuesdays, you know, but uh, at least we're getting it the fuck out there. Right, Charlie? Okay, that's it, John. Stop right there for a minute. If 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 I may, if I may, John. What are you doing, Saul? What's the problem? I'll tell you what the problem is. It's all this filth. I, and I'm trying to be nice, and I, I, I just don't think it's something you need. With all this fast-mouthed and, and filth and, and just, uh, I'm saying, tone it down a bit. That's all. Well, what, are, what are you, the fucking director? Now you're, you're, you're running the ship, the whole fucking operation? Don't do this. Don't do that. All Mr. High and Mighty. Yeah, you know, come on. I've I've seen you throw a, a few f bombs here and there, so don't give me the fucking bullshit, asshole. Well, y- well, yes, that's that's true. You 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 know, you're very accurate with your statement. You know, but I don't do it often. I I've only thrown an f bomb if, let's say, I had very very bad chapped lips, or I may have stubbed my toe. Then you would maybe see me hurl like some some you know some. Some horrible, awful, scary language. But it's not necessary for the show. And that's my two cents. Uh, listen, I have to go. I'm, I'm out of here. It's obvious you don't respect my opinions. Yeah, okay, whatever. All right, go do what you got to do. You fucking you little, little fuck. Get under my skin sometimes, this guy. Really annoys the shit out of me, that little fuck. I heard that, you little asshole. Get the fuck out of here, little jackass. Anyway, um, up at, uh, up in the uh, front there of the show, uh, you heard that bit there. That was actually a, a new character that uh, I'm doing. Uh, never, you know, that's brand new. It's like this mafia type hit guy, and it's really funny because even when I hear it back, I'm like, wow, that doesn't sound anything like me at all. It was uh, I called in, uh, you know, a buddy of mine down in uh, Florida 
owns a radio station, um, Big A Ten AM, and uh, I is his night these night guys that are on down there. It's uh, the guy's name is Tim Vestite, and it's the show is called The Trainwreck. And um, so you know they're just you know giving him the business and messing around with Carmine. You know, and, and just teasing them, and all in good, you know, faith and whatnot, just busting each other's chops. And Carmine just asked me, "Hey, Johnny, they always got the lines open. You know, why don't you call in and just, you know, call into the show and fuck around with them, just bust their chops and have some fun?" He says they're always picking on me, they're always breaking my balls. He says, "You know, call in like you know, you, you you're gonna watch out for me. You're gonna, you know, you're a good fella. You're gonna take care of business." And uh, just made it, you know, just had a little fun with it, but. I hope you guys liked that, man. It was it, it was it was actually funny for me to hear because it's like wow, man. It's it's you know it's it, it didn't even sound like me at all. I, it's funny even when uh, you know my kids were hearing it, they're like, holy shit, you know that 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 doesn't sound anything like you, daddy. But um, yeah, let me know what you think of it. And also too, like I said, spread the word out there. Get these phone these uh, messages coming in here. Got some good ones. Up there, up front, you know, some nice heartfelt, uh, nice warm messages of people just, you know, really loving the podcast and, and, and you know, just, it's a good thing, man. It's, you know, gives you a good chuckle. It gives you a good fucking warm kick to the gut. But uh, it's all good there, Charlie. Yeah, so call in and let me know what you think of my new character there, Joey. Joey Tiptoes. Give me a buzz. Let me know what you think. Yeah, good old Joey Tiptoes. Tough guy. Get the job done. Got to rub somebody out. Do what you got to do. Good dancer. He's light on his feet. He does it all. He's a fucking, uh, a real old fucking world tough guy. Real paradiddle. Good old Joey Tiptoes. All right there. So give me a little buzz and let me know what you think. All right. 718-878-5668. 718-878-5668. All right. Very nicely done. Yeah, so definitely, uh, like I said, let me know what you think of that new character. Appreciate that. You know, it's funny up in the beginning there, listening to Mark from Bayside, you know, talking about you know him and his brother, big fans, you know, getting on the show and whatnot. And that's what I said. It's easy, man. It's just you know you got some good stuff or just a little bit creative, you know, come up with some funny shit. Even if you want to do impressions, you know, or impersonations or whatever, you you do character, you know, stuff. And um, but it's really funny. It reminded me so much of like my mom. Like when he said his mother is like the way he said his mother wasn't feeling good or she was really pretty ill and she's listening to the Jerky Boys and she's fucking laughing her ass off. It reminded me of my mom with that uh, the, the skit with the haysickle where she lopped off her fucking leg and she's laying in bed and everybody's got to come through the turnstiles and fucking collect money to see her. And all the fucking people from the neighborhood are coming in to say hello to my mom and, you know, more turnstiles. You could move it around by the bed. You could put it over there and collect more money. Even more money. You know, we call her Gimpy. You know, it's not very nice, but what's she going to do about it? I love that. Yeah, so that that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to encourage you guys. Call in with some cool shows like... Uh, cool shows. <laughs> what a dumbass. Some cool stories like that. You know, like where, you know, like family situations. How, you know, you love, the, you know, the Jerky Boys or how you came upon the Jerky Boys and... All that kind of stuff, or, you know, how we were first introduced to it. That shit all fucking flies, man. That's people like, old, you know, they like to hear that sh fucking, those stories. So that's what I'm saying. You got the number. Just call in and, uh, and, and tell those stories. And by the way, Brent, 
Brent, you got to call in. You got, you know, set up your mailbox. I tried calling you weeks ago. You called in, you left a great message, and I can't get back to you because the lady keeps coming on saying this guy hasn't set up his mailbox or is, you know, come on, get with the fucking program, Brent. You said you had to pull on the side of the road there. And uh, come on, get your fucking head out of your ass, son. All right. So here's where we get some of the fans on the show, you know, other ways, you know, where they do the Q&A. And this is also another way to come on and have some fun, you know, bullshit, go back and forth, slap me upside the head with some fucking trivia or some questions that you want to ask that could be fucking very, very embarrassing to me, where I'm very apologetic. You put me in a very fucking, uh, very bad situation there, Charlie. But we got, uh, we got a call in here, so let's, let's get right to it. Let's listen up. Yeah, let's hear what this marble mouth fuck has to say. Little cute fucking uh, floppy tits over here. All right, here we go. Hello? Hey, is this Johnny? Yes, it is. Who's this? This is Ben. Hey, how's it going, Ben? Good, how are you? All right, man. All right, where, where, are, you, uh, where are you out of? Where are you calling out of? I'm calling from Alexandria, Virginia. Ooh, holy shit. All right. Look at you. We- well, yeah, in Alexandria, we just, you know, carve each other up and shit. It's funny. It's my, my, so fucking crazy down here. My, my sister used to actually live in Alexandria. Old Town, or? She was dating a military guy. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I, it was Jesus Christ. It was back in 81. Yeah, no, it's amazing. This place is, uh, so many of my neighbors and friends here are military guys and uh, from California originally, and uh, it's, it's a, you know, it's a striking component of life here, definitely. Yeah, right. So, um, so what's going on? Uh, not too much. I'm a big fan. Of, I mean, I've been a fan of the Jerky Boys for ages, and I've been listening to all the podcasts. They're fantastic, and I have a bunch of questions I'm dying to ask you. Absolutely. You're going to fire away, you fucking wacky prick. So, well, speaking of that, um, you've mentioned on some of the podcasts that Saul Rosenberg is based on your mother, and you talked about that a bit. And I've heard you mention kind of just in passing that Frank Rizzo is your father, but I haven't heard you really... Elaborate on that, and I wanted to know more about, like, is that really what your father was like, and how much of that is is you, you know, exaggerating it? You know, can you describe your father, and, and you know, how much of that is really, you know, did he really yell like that and say things like that and so on? Well, oh, Jesus, I'll tell you, I could describe John's father. Oh, for Christ's <coughs> sakes, it brings very scary that you're even asking him these questions. No, all kidding aside, um, no, yeah, Frank Rizzo, like, just like, say I'm speaking to you now, that my father, you know, he was, you know, he spoke like a gentleman, you know, nice, this, that, but what, like, if, if he snapped, my father had a, man, he was like, he snapped in a, in a fucking heartbeat, like, right off, one minute you could be, you know, talking nice, he'd be, like, you know, when I got, you know, a brand new Rottweiler or a Pitbull, you know, when I was a kid, you know, my father, they're, they're little puppies, and my father's like, oh, Jesus, Johnny, beautiful dogs, look at them, they're beautiful, and then, and then the dogs would just jump, just one too many times, jump up trying to fucking make friends with him, and so he goes from being, Wow, Johnny, these do- what a beautiful! I'm going to fuck down. I'll shoot you up the ass. And that 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 was that was like my father. Or when if he was pissed off, if you if you know you you know you got bad report cards, or if you you know you fucked up, you did stupid shit. He's like you know, get in here, you motherfucker! I'm gonna put a shoe so far up your ass, you son of a bitch! And and that's where you know growing up with that. And yeah, my mom very much Sal Rosenberg. That's like you know I've been over that before. But yeah, all her little uh, you know quirks and whatnot. But my dad, yeah, I mean. 
that's you know these characters are so beloved today because you know they're all based on very you know real people these are all you know aunts uncles you know relatives acquaintances you know cousins things like that but yeah so to put it in a nutshell frank rizzo is based on my father's temper so i'm trying to get a sense of was his temper just in the kind of zone where it was sort of funny to you and your siblings or was he kind of a scary guy to have as a dad well, both. Absolutely both. My father was uh he was a character. He was he was a tough guy. He was a real tough dude. He was like 5'11", but he was like, you know, 250, 260. So he was really built and he was just a tough bastard. So yeah, and and we grew up old school. You know, for example, when I was a kid, man, you know, if I fucked up in school, this is back in the early 60s, you know, you you know, I got my fucking ass handed to me. I didn't I didn't hear I didn't hear, "Oh, son, now, now, you better, oh, boy, you, you really got to work harder, son. Let me tell you something. He was waiting for me right, right there. I got off the freaking school bus, and as soon as I got in the house, that belt came off, and I got my ass whipped into fucking oblivion. So it's like it was an old school upbringing. You know, you fuck up, there's a, there's a debt to pay for that, you know? But And then there was another side of him where he was, you know, he, he was a very charming person, fucking hilarious, where, which is where a lot of the stuff like sizzle chest and muffin ass and stuff you know, like my kid brother Jay stealing shit when they get back with the groceries. My brother Jason runs off with some fucking cakes or pies or some shit. And my father's like, hey, muffin ass, get the fuck back over here with my shit, you little prick. So, I mean, it was, you know, there was there was both sides to it. Look, if you fucked up, you got your ass whipped. And then you got that Frank Rizzo. And then there was the joking Frank Rizzo. Like, you know, if we'd be painting or painting the room, my father, he was a great boss, you know. Get up on the fucking roof and lay some of that fucking tar up there, Johnny. So we'd be pushing tar around, or, we, or let's say we'd be painting a room inside the house. You're painting, and he'd say, don't go cheap with the fucking paint. Let's lay it on thick. Meanwhile, he's standing there with a nice cold beer telling us what he was a fuck, He was a pisser. Or if you're nailing, say you were nailing boards or something like that. He's standing there watching you drinking a cold beer, and if you, God forbid you miss the, miss the nail, he'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, Batman? Lay the fucking hammer on the nail, you stupid prick, or get the fuck out of there and, uh, and let me get in and do the job. But he was, he, was, he was one funny fucker. And did he live to see Frank Rizzo become a famous character? Yes, he did, actually. He did, and I was thankful for that. He passed away in 2000, uh, uh, pretty unexpectedly, very, very strange. He had something going on with his lungs, and it was, we believe, because he was in the building trades, you know, on uh, Park Avenue, Fifth Avenue, they ran these big buildings, and uh, they think it was asbestosis, or, you know, that... Um I think that's what it's called. And so, that, you know, it took him out. You know, he went down in Ireland and they pronounced him dead when he was in Ireland uh, visiting family. And somehow they got him back to life. They brought him back to life and they got him up north. And he was in the hospital for like a month. We got him home. We celebrated Thanksgiving and Christmas with him. And I think it was, you know, a few months later, you know, he was on his way to a wedding and it attacked him again. Whatever it was, something to do with the lungs, and that's it. He he was with my youngest brother Jay at the time. They were on their way to a wedding, and that was that was it. My father, that was the end of it. He, you know, the, he that they you know that was the he couldn't they couldn't bring him back that time. But you know, the strange thing is, right up to when he passed away, he was a big strapping dude. Like like it, it was really weird. Like we didn't know what the hell this was that was you know going after him. And he wasn't the type to sit around and cry or go to you know with the doctors and tell you what he didn't tell you what his problems were. You know? Yeah. Um, so he was aware that you had become sort of famous doing an imitation of him? Yeah, he was actually at the movie rap party. So my, my dad was at the movie rap party. He saw all the albums, you know, go multi-platinum and sell and stuff. And yeah, my father, I'm sh- he, got a, he got a big kick out of the fact that you know, all he would ever say is, Ah, that Johnny. And funny enough, he, would always, he only called me Johnny or Jake or Jack. And he said, Ah, Johnny, he's a wacky fucking prick, that fuck. 
so that's so that would be the that would be the extent of it. Um, and that reminds me because my brothers and I we imitate our parents, but we did, we never do it to their face. But it sounds like you were pretty open about the fact that you did this imitation of him. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. As long as you know, like I said, because it, it was reality. I lived it, so it wasn't like I was making fun of anything or anything like that. You know, I wouldn't sit around doing that shit in front of my father's face. You know, I'd be like, if I was making records or doing Frank Rizzo on record. You know, my father never gave it a second thought. You know, well, I used to record. I used to record like blues, like in my basement with my brothers. We had we had bands and whatnot. So me and my, all my brothers, we'd be downstairs playing blues, and I'd be, you know, singing like some like like old black guys from the 1920s or 30s. And my father thought that was the coolest thing. He loved that. He used to push that to all of his friends. You got to hear this shit. But when it came to the comedy and stuff like that, my father was just like, "Yeah, that Johnny's a wacky prick." Or like if he was upstairs trying to watch TV, right? And I'm downstairs practicing the drums or practicing my guitar. He would uh, say to say to one of my brothers or whatever, "Hey, yell down a fucking Johnny one note and tell him I'm trying to watch the TV. Shut that shit off down there." So that you know, that's the kind of guy he was. He was a funny fuck. And do your brothers do a variation of Saul and Frank because they had the same parents? No, it's funny. My brothers have no. They're not. You know. They're, they're nothing like me at, at all. I mean, they're, they're completely different, you know, individual, you know, more to the serious side. You know, where, you know, I got one brother that's kind of like me, like where he's a little nutty and, and crazy fucker. And then my other two brothers are more, you know, more serious. They're not into showy, like, you know, getting, being out there and putting yourself out there doing crazy shit. Hmm. Um, uh, well, another thing I was wondering about is uh, you've, on the podcast, you've told these amazing stories about your manager trying to get permission from people that you've pranked and you know like and you talked about how it took him you know many times to get the permission of the flower lady for example and i was floored by those stories because i i I guess i never really thought it through but i guess i'm surprised that in each case you sort of had to get permission from the person on the call and i was wondering is that always true even like with the first album like is it the case that on every album Every person that we're hearing has given their permission to be on the album? Uh, yeah, like 90, 95, 99% in that area. But nowadays, everything's blown wide open now because now you have, you have the internet now and it's, it doesn't have to be locked down on physical CD. See, back in the day, you, were, you planned on putting it and burning it onto a physical CD that would be sold. So it would always be out there. Nowadays, you can run stuff on a website and if somebody bitches and moans about it, you could uh, just pull it down. So yeah, so there was a couple of uh, like for example, Eric the Buttnut, the piano tuner guy. So Mm -hmm. you know we we weren't able to. So he came forward and he you know we had to pay him a chunk of change, no big deal. But uh, because he recognized himself and said, "Hey, that's me." And but they have to be very specific and very clear. And don't forget, you're going back over thirty years now. Right, right, right. So even so, in the early days. Did you guys just sort of, you know, go for it and hope that people didn't come after you? Yes. The first, oh. don't forget, it was all bootleg stuff. So, right. you know, the first stuff, you know, we did, what the hell, you know, there was that, that I was just doing this shit to make my brothers laugh on the weekend. So, <laughs> and that's really all I was doing it for. I wasn't thinking about any, you know, clearances and shit. I said, hey, this is a great way to get these jerky boys, little cartoon characters. This is a great way to get them so we can all enjoy them. And that's, that's the reason I did what I did was get them on tape interacting with other people. But um, the last thing on my mind was clearances. So at what point did it become sort of organized and formalized enough that you started sending a manager over to get permission from each, you know, victim? Well, that's obviously now when you're signed to, you know, larger, like I was signed to Atlantic Records. 
So now, but after Jerky Boys won, or before? No, 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 no. It was it, you have to understand. It was the bootleg was all over the place. The New York Times said it was the largest bootleg ever, hands down, and it was all over the place. And even with that being said, it still sold millions and millions of records. And um, but you got to understand when when I finally did get signed, it wasn't a bootleg anymore. I took everything that was on the bootleg tape and I put. A little on Jerky Boys 1, then a little bit more on Jerky Boys 2, and then a, a little bit more on 3. Oh, okay. But for 3, I created three, three. I created so much. Five new characters and all kinds of new material. So Jerky Boys 1 and 2 primarily is, is the, uh, the tape that was being passed around. Oh, okay. All right. Um, well, that reminds me of another thing I want to ask you. I don't think you've talked about this yet because I've heard every podcast... Um, the band Radiohead, they named their first album after one of your bits. Um, you must know about that, right? Yes, absolutely. They actually called well, I'd me. I'm curious to know how you found out about that and what your reaction was. And no, stuff. They actually called me to get permission to do that. They didn't just do that without permission. And I was like, I was like, absolutely, man. I said, that's, that's really awesome. So, yeah, so I gave them the permission to use the, uh, my, that was my skit. It was the number one skit off Jerky Boys 2. Pablo and, Honey? Yes, Pablo Honey. And they wanted to name their record Pablo Honey. So right. fu funny enough, in Billboard magazine, the Jerky Boys and Radiohead are racing up the charts together. And the funniest <laughs> thing, Jerky Boys took number one on Billboard's uh, uh, chart. And right behind Jerky Boys was um, uh, Pablo Honey, Radiohead, number two. I mean, of all the bands, I just would never think that these brainy English guys from Oxford would be Jerky Boys fans, you know? It transcends, man. Jerky Boys is just, it's classic stuff, so I don't care if you're an iron worker or, like I said, a brain surgeon. You, you know, come on, man. Have you heard the latest Jerky Boys album? It's fantastic, just delightful. I mean, it's hard to, yeah, it's funny, but I, I totally agree with you. It transcends all that culture and language and stuff. Yeah, man, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, you know, what you're into, you know? Um, another thing I was wondering that I don't think you've talked about is how did you choose the names Saul Rosenberg and Frank Frank Rizzo and Jack Tors? Uh, th that's just you know in in the making. I just you know Frank Rizzo is just a good you know tough guy name. I just thought would be great. And then later years later, people people would tell me, yeah, the guy was a, uh, he was the mayor of Philadelphia. And funny enough, it turns out that he is exactly like Frank Rizzo, the Jerky Boys character, where he, you know he get a, he'd put a you know a, a, a billy club in his hand and he'd go downtown and start beating the shit out of people. Real tough guy. But, um, so yeah, no, and the names are just, they kind of flow, just Jack Torres, I just kind of, it just flows out, and, you know, Saul Rosenberg, and, and, you know, it just, it is, you know, it, they just work, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, Rosenberg especially, just the way Saul says the word Rosenberg is, is you know, classic. Saul, Saul damn you, Saul! So anyway, um, listen, any, any other, uh, any, any bits or uh, any uh, routine that you really want to check out? You know, one, uh, it just, this is, I guess, testament to the power of, of the material, but, you know, I got into this stuff, I don't know, it was 19, it was the early 90s, I guess, and even now, almost 20 years later, uh, if I hear the word itch, or if, I, if, I'm, if I'm telling someone, like my wife, that something itches, I'll just say, that shit makes you itch. And to be honest, I don't even remember what bit that's from. I, I know it's, I'm positive it's from the first album, but at some point, Frank Rizzo is telling someone that shit makes you itch. Yeah. It's, and uh, it's, I'd love to hear that again. Yeah, not a problem. That's from the insulator job, I believe. I'll look into it. That I think sounds it's, right, yeah. And, and what it is, it's funny. 
Everybody's got a story like you just said. Everybody's got lines and stuff. All people have to do is say one line, and everybody starts repeating it. Like, spell it. Or like, you know, yeah. get Brent Weir, I said. You know, and, and you name it. And, and hey, that shit really makes you itch, pal. You know, or anything. You know, these are yeah. classic lines, man. I put mustard on, I eat that fucking shit. Put your fucking boss on, I'll talk to him. You know, another one is uh, is inches. Like if someone, if there's a measurement, I'll say like inches. What the fuck, pounds, baby? Right. Pounds. And I don't even remember what bit that is. I just remember that phrase. Pounds, baby, pounds. That's for, that's <laughs> from that's from bench work. But anyway, so it it's been Ben. It's been really awesome talking, man. Likewise, I'm a big fan and I'm honored to be on the podcast. Well, I hope I got uh, I hope I got some of your questions answered, and I'll get those two up for you. It's insulator job and. Uh, Pounds, baby, pounds, bench work. Thank you very much. Oh, oh, Jesus. Okay. All right, man. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Thanks, Ben. All right. You see that? Now, Ben's got a lot of good shit there, a lot of nice questions he's throwing out there. Just that and the other fucking thing, getting a little cute and a little sideways with his fucking mouth and his attitude. But uh, funny enough, you know, it's been a while, man, since I've, you know, it, they're, I just did my little look back here, my little research. They're both off Jerky Boys 1, and it's, I'm saying bench work, because that's just like these little things, because I haven't, you know, seen or dealt with it since that time. So these little things just hit me that, that way, the little notations, like little things from the skit. And I just remember bench work. I'm good with the bench work, but the name of the skit is not bench work. It's actually starter motor repair from Jerky Boys 1. And uh, the other one that he wanted, you know, that shit makes you itch, pal. That's fucking uh, insulator job. So from the same record, Jerky Boys 1, insulator job. So um, I'm going to hit you right now in the fucking teeth with fucking insulator job. So take a listen, prick. Good afternoon. Yeah, how you doing? I'm calling about the insulator job. Insulator job? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, did you call before? No, I didn't call before. Did you recognize the voice? No, because uh, I'm just asking. The person who is taking care is not here today. Well, how about I tell you a little bit of information? Uh, I don't know much about it, that's why. Well, what do you know? I, I know estimating. Well, you know what he's estimating, huh? But you don't know about working with this insulation shit. No, I don't know. I don't go to the jobs often during the job. Uh, I can bet you don't, because you'd be itching your ass if you did, pal. That shit makes you itch. You know, you gotta wear long clothes, the breathers, the respirators, the whole nine yards. Yeah. You got all that shit, that safety shit? Excuse me? You have all that safety equipment because I'll need it. Uh-huh. I only work with safety equipment and a good firm. You don't fucking give me the little shit breathers. I got to have the good stuff. Okay, buddy. Uh, you got to call Monday. You know? All right. Well, tell me some information about yourself. Tell me what you do. We do asbestos removal. That's right. You do asbestos removal. I'm good with that. I'm good. Okay. Go ahead. T tell me more. And, uh... That's all, uh, and we do some boiler removal and pipes, insulation and uh, breaching and everything. You do, huh? Yeah. Very proud of you. That's very nice. And that was, so what, that's all you do, huh? Yeah. Look, I work with that shit so long I can eat the fucking shit. It doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. I eat it. I put mustard on it and eat the fucking shit. Uh-huh. You hear where I'm coming from, babe? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so call Monday. Yeah, I'll call you Monday. Who should I ask? What's your name? Roland. What? Rollin. Rollin, I'll ask for you, and then you could put your fucking boss on with me, okay? Okay. And I'll I'll straighten shit out over there, okay? Okay. See you then. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, man, that shit never gets old, man. I, You know, it's so funny. I may not hear him for a long, long time, you know, or, you know, it's just, but, but when I do, when I hear him back, 
Holy Jesus, man, it's fucking hilarious. Like, when you think about it, you know, here's Frank Rizzo. You know, he's asking, you know, he, he, he fucking put mustard on it. I eat that fucking shit. And then two two minutes later, he's asking for the fuck. You got all that good equipment, the good breathers. I don't I don't want none of them shit breathers. It's fucking un-fucking un- right. That shit makes you itch, pal. That's fucking classic. Just that that's, you know, that's where it all began, man. That's when you think about it. When people, when they first heard this shit, they, they were like, holy, they, they were telling their family members, Jesus Christ, you got to hear this. You know, and that's that's when people always remember she, when they first heard the Jerky Boys, man. It was fucking, I have to look, I got to say, man, that shit fucking was classic stuff. All right. Now we got to go into um, the next cut that that uh, Ben wanted was the, um, <clears throat> the, uh, Starter motor uh, re- uh, repair. So uh, let's give let's give that starter motor repair a fucking little uh, little listen to. All right, here we go. Hello. Hello. Yeah, how you doing? I'm calling about the uh, starter motor rebuilding. Yes. Now, uh, what uh, what qualifications do I need? How many years experience you have in rebuilding American experience in rebuilding starters and alternators? Uh, uh, you're talking about uh, probably ten. Ten years I'm in the business. Ten years you in the business? Yeah. It says here I need bench work too, huh? Yes, bench work. Let me tell you something, pal. I'm benching at least 350. No problem. You're benching 350 pieces? You better believe it. No, 350 pieces. What the fuck are you to? Pounds, baby. Pounds. So come on, tell me what I need here. What you need? Yes, what kind of experience? What do I need? What are we going to talk about? Pay? Talk to me, chief. That's what I asked you, how much years experience you have on bench work? And I told you ten, liver lips. Talk to me. Ten with the lips? That's right. Okay, let me see. Go ahead, chief. Hello? Yes? What are you doing, talking to your boss? What's the story? Hold on one moment, let me see if the boss is around. You go do that. You have to call back on Monday morning between the hours of eight and nine. Okay, the boss ain't around? No. All right, listen, with the bench work, we got no problem. I'm good with the calves, the thighs, the whole nine yards. Plus, I can rebuild those starter motors. You got me, Chief? Oh, you speak to the boss on Monday. Yeah, I'll see you and the boss on Monday, okay, Charlie? Okay, you, so, you give him a call on yeah, Monday. Yeah, you got it, pal. See you later. All right. Oh, oh man. Does that, doesn't, doesn't that bring you back? Doesn't that give you good, warm feelings? I mean, come on, you got to be honest. It really brings me back. Jesus, boy, oh, boy. Pounds, baby, pounds. Piece. What the what the fuck are you talking about? Pounds. And the other one, I love the other one. Yeah, you put your fucking put your fucking boss on. I'll t- I'll see you and the fucking boss. Just that uh, man. There's not that Frank Rizzo. He is the fucking shit. That guy is no joke. Holy shit. Just think. Just think. Like even in the auto mechanic, how fucking outrageous, man. You know, I'll work circles around you. I'll wrap your fucking head in with a ratchet. You don't got nobody to work there like me. And, and the guy's actually like, oh, you know, he's like beside him. And he's like, oh, hey, wait a minute. You know, I, you know, I don't think you I don't think you should talk to me like that guy. I got to hire you first, guy. And it's like he's he doesn't know what the fuck to do with this guy. He's like, holy shit, this guy's fucking berserk. Yeah, no doubt about it. That Frank Rizzo's out of his fucking mind. So anyway, yeah, I, I figure here at this point, I'm just going to throw in, you know, Throw in a nice little fucking treat, you know, a little something that not many people have heard, although it won the uh, Mercury Award for, uh, like, Best Commercial of the Year. But uh, it's, it's, it's a great character I created for the Lee Jeans Company. And uh, 
throw it out here, man, just so you have a little extra tidbit. Take a listen and uh, again, let me know what you think. Seriously, because um, I really do appreciate the feedback, you know. So, like up at the front of the show, my tough guy, my uh, where I call the uh, radio station in Florida, the Big Eight Ten. Uh, and those guys were good sports, man. It was uh, the train wreck, train wreck show with uh, Tim Vestite. So let me know, like you know, what you think of the characters. And uh, this 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 character here is um, you know something totally off the wall. That uh, Lee Jeans came to me and asked me to create three new characters for um, for a campaign that we're doing with Buddy Lee, the little doll Buddy Lee. So this character here is just uh, you know off the cuff kind of. Cool, kind of, you know, very different. So give it a listen. Thank you for calling Lee Apparel. This is Kirsten. Yeah, I wish to speak with somebody about Mr. Body Lee. Okay, now what's your name? How many times I must tell you, Super Greg. Super Greg. The Some, famous, fabulous DJ. Okay, what would you like to talk about? This little guy, Mr. Body Lee, they say you cannot bust him. Yes. Well, can you tell me what else he does so good? He flies planes, he races cars. Yeah. I will be the person to bust this little jackass. I don't think you need to call him a little jackass. Well, that you know. this is what I hear. He's a scratcher. <laughs> he DJ. No, Buddy Lee's not a DJ. Thank you. You're telling me something I don't know? If you I want think- to hear something? You listen. Look at that there. See that? You see that beat? Yeah. Okay, stop, stop. Yeah, he's just an icon for a brand. Well, I'll slap him in his little icon face. <laughs> Can't bust him. I'm going to bust him, and then I'm perhaps going to bust you. No. <laughs> Slap his little icon face. No, that's why it's so cool to be able to, you know, put this stuff up so you guys could check it out. Because you know, lots of people have never heard this stuff, and um, you know, sometimes these are regional and and things like that. So now when you get a chance to hear it, you're like, it's, it's really neat stuff to 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 hear different projects and whatnot that I, you know, that I've been working on. But um, anyway, so yeah, don't forget, call into the show and, and spread the word. Get, you know, do Twitter, whatever the hell it takes. Facebook, get get, get everybody, uh, you know, sp- spread out that, that the number. You know, get them out there with that 718-878-5668. 718-878-5668. And punch somebody in the fucking mouth. Get them out there, Get you know, get on that number and just leave some shit and let's get, you know, let's throw some stuff up here. Come on. But, uh, and don't forget too, check out... Uh, it's uh at Twitter, it's uh at Jerky Boys Johnny and Facebook slash Jerky Boys Johnny. And uh and don't forget too, check out the jerkyboys.com. The jerkyboys.com, man. It's like it's it's all the stuff that we talk about here, you know, anything you wanna check out and personalize for birthday gifts and you know, family members and you know, whatever the hell you want. You know, you just uh it's the perfect thing where you get Frank Rizzo or Sal or any of the guys to uh personalize some shit. You know, to a, a loved one or a family member or a friend, whatever the fuck. Yeah, also, too, want to let you guys know, um, March, I'm going to be doing a Comic-Con in New York across from Madison Square Garden. Um, I'll give you more information on it as I get more information, but I'm going to be there, and it's going to be awesome. You know, it's uh, it's it's going to be neat. You know, Stan Lee, the creator of Spider-Man, you know, and myself and a lot of other, you know, People are going to be there just, you know, so the fans can reach out and actually come and meet and greet. And it's a one day deal. But I'll give you more info on it as I get more info. But um, so we're all good here. We're all on the same fucking page, you little fucking smart mouth pricks. Color me and the color. 
Yeah.